0: Good evening.
1: My name is Dorian Lewis and I will be your moderator for this evening's lecture. Welcome, welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield class. This is a school, not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as the result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The President is Dr. Edward Ewell and the Vice President is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit as they are contained in the original Hebrew texts. The true name of the heavenly father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted as Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of the physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title. But unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim, is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter in the English language until some 1,400 years after the Messiah's death, making such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible renderings of the true name of our Heavenly Father and his Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a superincorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of the most holy place, the holy place, and the court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary aims and objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second is to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology philosophy, and modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved saving the name of yahshua messiah and tenth to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of yahshua the messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth again i'd like to welcome everyone uh, to today's lecture and thank you all for coming we will begin the class with a prayer given by, I'm sorry, given by Dr. Derek Ordone, followed by a scripture reading, which will be Genesis, the 41st chapter, read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Good evening, class. Good evening. My heart minds, the moment of prayer. We humbly come to you, Yashon Messiah, We ask you continue to encourage us, strengthen us physically and psychologically. May we forever be conscious of your presence, hopefully in our hearts and our minds, being our anchor and keeping us grounded in this truth. In
0: the name of Yahshua, let us always say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: I'd like to say good evening to the class. And I will be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate.
1: I'm sorry. Lord, can you see my screen? Um, uh, It's just showing you're not sharing anything. Everything just went black. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on one second. I don't know what just happened. Okay. I just came back. I don't know what that was. All right. Give me one second. All right. You see it now? Lauren, you see it now?
0: Yes, I do. I see Yashua is the light. All
2: right. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Good evening. I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. Displayed on your screen is the Holy Name Version, containing the Old and New Testament, critically compared with ancient authorities, and various manuscripts, revised by the late A.B. Trainer and the Scripture Research Association, reprinted by Yahshua Promotions. That is, excuse me, Genesis, the forty first chapter, and it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kind, and fat flesh, and they fed in a meadow, and behold, seven other kind came up after them out of the river. Ill favored and lean flesh, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river. And the ill favored and lean flesh kind did eat up the seven well favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke, and he slept and dreamed the second time. And behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears, and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the seventh in ears devoured the seven ranked in full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. And he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servant and put me in war to the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night, I and he. We dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man, according to his dream, he did interpret. And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was. Me, he restored unto my office, and him he aimed. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh and pharaoh said unto joseph i have dreamed a dream and there is none that can interpret it i have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it and joseph answered pharaoh saying it is not in me yahweh shall give pharaoh an answer of peace and pharaoh said unto joseph in my dream behold i stood upon the bank of the river and behold there came up out of the river seven times fat flesh, and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them, poor and very ill-favored, and lean flesh, such as i never seen in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kind. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favored as at the beginning, so I awoke. And I saw in my dream and behold, seven ears came up in one stalk full and good. And behold, seven ears withered thin and blastered with the east wind sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magician, excuse me, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. Yahweh have showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years. And the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill favored kind that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What Yahweh is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of the that famine following for it should be very grievous and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice it is because the thing is established by Yahweh and Yahweh will shortly bring it to pass now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the spirit of Yahweh is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as Yahweh has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand, and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephaniah Panea, and he gave him to wife Azithna, the daughter of Potip. Pera, priest of On, and Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt, and Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh, and went throughout all the land of Egypt, and in the seventh plentieth years, the earth brought forth by handfuls, and they gather up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and he laid up food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for Yahweh said, He has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called him Ephraim. For Yahweh hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plentiness that was in the land of Egypt were ended. And the seven years of dearth began to come, according as Joseph had said. And the dearth was in all lands, but in the land of Egypt, there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, go unto Joseph, what he saith to you do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened up all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians excuse me and the famine was sore in the land of egypt and all countries came into egypt to joseph for to buy corn <clears throat> because that the famine was so sore in all the land that was genesis the 41st chapter hallelujah
1: hallelujah thank you very much dr Ordon and dr lewis for the prayer scripture And again, welcome everyone out to today's lecture. Today is regular class, and we will today have a two-speaker format. And for our first speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Rhonda Brazil.
2: Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Good evening to all the class. I um, am thankful and grateful to Yashua to be able to attend um, via Zoom for another opportunity to hear and understand more about Yahweh's purpose. Um, And I do want to talk about that, and in relation to our scripture lesson, which is one of my favorite events with Yahweh and his purpose. And it actually is described in our Elohim book and in some of the materials we've already been reading on Textbook Tuesday. Um, And it talks about how when Yahweh was making preparations for the children of Israel. And I happen to really like the way that is put in the Elohim book um, because it makes it clear that language to me makes it clear that Yahweh has purpose. And his purpose is going to operate just as he says um, and just as he's determined from, from pure spirit. So by way of backing up a bit and just um making it clear this is a school and it is not a church and in this school we endeavor to help you find and know yahweh as he really is and as he actually exists and not as we imagine him to be and not as we think it should be. And we don't sit down here and whine about it. <laughs> I'm talking about, as you see the events unfolding in the world that are uh, increasingly um, volatile. And as Yahweh has uh, informed us at the beginning of this age, uh, it shall be perilous time. And I had not been watching the news um, for a while, basically because of my work schedule too. And I've been missing a lot of the news. And then I was just rather fed up with the talking heads, right? Right. right. <clears throat> but these events that have unfolded of the last few weeks coming up to this election, this stuff is wild. And where it's gonna end up or end some of them in the world are scratching their heads. But we know down here, I want to remind you of something that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. He said, to you that are troubled, you rest with us. <laughs> I want to get that scripture Because we are not troubled by these things. In fact, for me personally, they're invigorating. Unless you know you better mm. get your butt. To listening and learning about Yahweh, what He done told you. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it invigorates. And it's enthralling to me. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that this definitely does is that it lets me know that Yahweh is real. He done told us the truth about these things, folks. Mm-hmm. When you see it coming to pass, like He done told you, Yahweh is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what we endeavor to do is understand something about spirit and the spirit operation of things, not the physical one, not the physical one. There was a time where the physical one was prevalent, but it was the natural to understand the spirit and that's where you are now, you stand. In the spiritual kingdom of Yahweh on earth. The spiritual assembly body of Yahshua. The Holy Spirit through faith. Mm -hmm. And what you are going toward is the renting of this veil of the flesh to inherit an immortal or spiritual body. To go along with your already immortal spirit. That's the age that we are living in. And so we are not in despair. There's two scriptures. I got Thessalonians, that one out already. second Thessalonians 1 and 7, is it? Mm-hmm. Right. You are in trouble, I want to read that. And then I want to find where he talks about we are perplexed but not destroyed. Mm-hmm. That one. I, I'll get my smartphone out and let it work some things and <laughs> i not know where these scriptures are. Mm -hmm. But let me get um, Thessalonians. And I'm coming back to the scripture lesson with what little time we have. And this is precious time. We don't have time to whine about it. We have time to enlighten about what it is that Yahweh has told us about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And to help as many as we can to not be troubled by these things because Yahweh has determined I have actually left my other phone somewhere, maybe. Oh, no, it's in front of me. Oh, thank you. Second Corinthians four and eight, the other scripture. So go ahead and read Thessalonians for me. All right, there's second Thessalonians one and seven King James version. Right. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. Now, I was I was just talking to a brother in this Uh, weekend about why Paul is writing that because this is second Thessalonians isn't it yeah okay so first Thessalonians you got to go back and read that we're not going to do that now he wrote to them what would happen and what would transpire what is transpiring in these end times and they became troubled about it (laughs) you understand and thought and Dr. Kinley goes through this in the lecture he talks about how they became troubled that thinking they was going to end right away. Um, and so he, Paul, uh, found it prudent to write a second epistle, a uh, second Thessalonians, to try to help them understand that um, uh, if you're troubled about it, you rest with us. What rests with us about these things that are to happen and are coming upon you. But uh, go ahead and read. Mm-hmm. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when Yahshua the Messiah shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh mm-hmm. and, and that obey not the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, Right, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of Yahweh and from the glory of his power. Mm-hmm. when he shall come to be glorified in his sons, and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day okay so now he talked about resting you understand go ahead and read that one more time rest with us sure. for what reason mm-hmm. seventh verse And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When Yahshua the Messiah shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Mm -hmm. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh. Right. And that obey not the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Right. Now, Yahweh is going to take vengeance. On them that know not Yahweh. That's why our first aim is to help you find and know Yahweh. Mm-hmm. As he really is actually exists. And that obey not the gospel. And that did not say gospels. It said gospels. No. Singular. And that gospel. Is how the Messiah died for your sins. According to the scripture. And that he was. Scriptures excuse me. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen in vision and revelation thereafter even by Paul who was writing that at that time and also to our founder who started this school Dr. Henry Clifford Kelly and what the real reality of that is is that Yahweh himself had the tabernacle with us and tell us about his purpose and plan that is what this uh, vision and revelation and the vehicle that he established the school to endeavor to do that now you have a mystery of iniquity that's operating and what his whole objective is is to exalt himself above all that is called yahweh oppose and exalt himself above all that is called Yahweh. And Yahweh told us what would transpire in these end days and that those things would be troubling. But you have a comforter. And the reason and why you will be comforted in the knowledge of what it is that Yahweh is doing, where you understand his purpose and operation, you are also then to understand its conclusion just like paul is saying here in this scripture where yahweh will be revealed to take flaming vengeance on them that know not yahweh and obey not the gospel in other words nobody's getting away with anything that's not going to happen that way yahweh is going to win it now we get to sit back and watch how he's going to do it And not only that, but we get some inclination about how he's going to do it because he he did it before and how he did it before. And that will bring you peace in these troubling times. And that's how you can rest with it because you know what his ultimate end is. And that's what Dr. Kinley put in his uh, writings in this Elohim book, where he talks about how he has expounded upon these things to his associates and has equipped them or made them eligible to detect, identify, and track that mystery of righteousness and the mystery of iniquity from heaven to its ultimate conclusion, the lake of fire. We can see the operation, both of Yahweh's mystery of righteousness and the operation of that mystery of iniquity coming all the way down as Yahweh has expounded upon those things to us in this uh, teaching. Yahweh himself, this is not the product of Henry Clifford Kelly and his mind. This is coming directly from Yahweh Elohim. Now, um, go get the other scripture in Corinthians. Second Corinthians, is that right? Yes. That's Second Corinthians 4 and 8. Now you could start at four and one. Go back. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians four and one, excuse me. Right. Mm. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of Yahweh deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of Yahweh. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that is lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of the Messiah, who is the image of Yahweh, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Yahshua the Messiah, the Savior, and ourselves your servants for Yahshua's sake. But Yahweh, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh in the face of Yahshua the Messiah. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of Yahweh and not of us. Mm-hmm. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Right. We are perplexed, but not despaired. Mm-mm. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Mm-mm. Cast down, but not destroyed. Right. Always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Savior, Yahshua. That the life also of Yahshua might be made manifest in our body for we which live are always delivered up to death for Yahshua's sake that the life also of Yahshua might be made manifest in our mortal flesh that's right we have the power by the Holy Spirit to overcome Mm -hmm. now I was going over some of the Dr. Kinley um lectures today one of the ones that he and I might have sent that one out it might have been what I sent out but I can't remember but he said that the uh times that we're living in are particularly hard and that is because we now have the Holy Spirit to overcome it. When in previous ages, it wasn't like that. So the Messiah told them in Matthew 24 chapter that then shall be great tribulation, such as not was before or ever shall be. That's the end times that we're living in These last two days or 2000 years with Yahweh. I want you to start that over in Thessalonians. Um I'm sorry, right there where you are in Corinthians. Start that over in one. And I want to get the definition of what faint means. Um, and I have it on my phone, so I'm gonna read it to you when you get there. So start with Thessalonians. Not I keep thinking Thessalonians, Corinthians mm-hmm. four and okay. on one. Go ahead and start that again. All, all right. right. First verse. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. Now note something there. Mm-hmm. This is for us all to do. You don't start a sentence with therefore therefore right. is a conclusory conjunction that means it's a summary of what happened and what was talked about before mm-hmm. so you take it upon yourself to go back into um, corinthians first second and third to see what he's talking about when he gets to therefore right mm-hmm. so therefore seeing we have this ministry we faint not now what faint means is feeling weak dizzy or exhausted Okay, about to lose consciousness, to lose brightness, Mm. you understand, Uh, faltering, irresolute, weak, fearful, you see, we're not fainting at what we see and what we see coming. Again, because we understand that Yahweh's purpose has to come to a certain conclusion that he's already told us about before. So we don't faint about that. We know what that conclusion ultimately means. Now, let me just, hmm, cause this scripture lesson that we just went through actually illustrates that. And I was, the funny thing was, is I was thinking about Joseph. I can't remember if it was today or another day about his being in prison the way that he was. But Joseph uh, and his brethren Um, who hated him. Uh, He was the youngest at the time. And he was, uh, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel's favorite son, because he was a son of his old age with his beloved. Remember Jacob, he fought for seven years for Rachel and was given Leah first. And then Leah had a whole lot of the sons, the children of Israel, before Rachel's womb was even open. And when Rachel's womb finally was opened, she she had Joseph. And Joseph was his beloved son. And Joseph told his brothers when he was young, he was under 18, he was telling his older brothers that he was having these dreams about the sun and the moon and all the stars making obeisance to him. And then he was telling them about the stalks. There was, there was, 12 stalks like the stalks were his brother right and they all, and he was a stalk and they bowed to to his stalk anyway and they're like you arrogant little kid you you know they're like who do you think you are he was already a favorite father and that was a parent because he gave him a coat of many colors and so here joseph was telling them that he gonna they gonna buy to him what kind of stuff is this right and he even told jacob that about the moon and stars and whatnot and represented his. His father and mother doing the same thing, and he's like, "No." And, and Jacob kind of scolded him about that, but he he noted what he was saying. He kept it in his mind what he was saying, you know. So Joseph here is this arrogant kid. So when came time, now listen, we think these are all these horrible events happening to Joseph,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's why this is very pretty and very pertinent to current events. You go back in the scriptures and understand what Yahweh has already told us, folks. And you can have some peace about what's happening. Right. You know, and already explained to us how this is going to work. Now, you got these off Vince's brother, hate him and all this kind of stuff. And then they're going to sell him into bondage. And, and a lot of time, we get this kind of inaccurate. Now you go back. This is a school. You go back. The scripture that we read today, I think, was... Um, Was it uh, Genesis, like the 30... What was it again? 31. 31? 41. 41, okay, right. So you go back into 30... um, 36, 37, 38. You know what I'm saying? That's the history of Joseph and and all of them. You go back and find out about it and how horrible you think that he is, right? And they were doing that to their brother. You understand? And see they were jealous of Joseph and wanted to kill him. And the oldest, I think it was Reuben, uh, one of them, said, we, he's our brother, we can't kill him. Let us just put him in the pit till we decide what to do with him. Or they said, well, let's uh, sell him into Egypt. And they had put him in the pit just to decide who to sell him to. And so then, because Yahweh said, listen, I got something I'm doing. You taking too long. He had some travelers come through take Joseph out the pit and take him into Egypt. The brothers didn't even know that happened. They went back to get him and they said, wait, he's gone. (laughs) What happened? Yahweh got his purpose working. Now Mm -hmm. this is what the vision told us about that, right? Other people read that, oh, that's so horrible, blah, 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 listen, you read on page 11 in volume one of the book, Elohim, the archetype original pattern in the universe, which is the vision codified in writing. And Yahweh is explaining why you read what you read in this Bible. And that's under caption A, Yahweh, Elohim, Abraham, and Moses in relation to the children of Israel. We just got through reading that in our reading in the textbook. And the first paragraph says, as the time drew near for Yahweh, Elohim, to make the necessary preparations to deliver the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, according to the promise he as El Shaddai or the almighty provider had made to Abraham and his seed or Isaac and Jacob, Yahweh Elohim raised up Moses to deliver the children of Israel who were posterity of Jacob from the Egyptian bondage. Now he's making preparation to deliver them. And he had Moses um, um, born to do that. You understand? But before even Moses was born, he had, Jacob and Joseph go down into Egypt. Joseph go down into Egypt to prepare the way for his brethren to come down there. And what we read in the scripture lesson was the operation of Yahweh's purpose. Now, the way he came to be known that he could interpret James is that he was put in prison on Mm -hmm. a false accusation. If I don't deal with that every day, this is my worst nightmare but he was put in prison because of a false accusation. Now that was horrible. Now his brother didn't hate him. He didn't been sold down in Egypt, kidnapped, sold down in Egypt, thrown in the jail, sitting under the jail. He interprets the dream of the butler and the baker in jail. They get released and forget about him. he's in prison at least two years. You understand? And maybe was resurrected out of prison the third year now wouldn't that go according to the pattern yeah. but he was in there at least two years and look while he's in there he becomes favorite with the prison guards down there Yahweh showed him favor and protected him while he's in prison now he comes out of all that hardship whining and complaining right that what he did no. Now, look, look, what, look what he come to. I want you to go over to when Joseph, who was in Egypt, you read just now in this scripture lesson, how Yahweh and he said, see, Joseph didn't get no exalted concept of himself either. You go through all that. You have to be humbled by Yahweh and right. know that this has to be for a reason. This hardship you're going through is for a reason. Right. And he didn't come out complaining about it. What he said was that I don't interpret any dreams. That is Yahweh Elohim that does that. That's I don't right. do nothing. You recognize Yahweh is the one doing this. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he's doing this. Now, this is, I need the name chart right quick. I want to just show something with the name chart right quick about, see, knowing or seeing these things happen in the world. That's stuff that happened with Pelosi's husband. Mm. The volatility that's coming out of people. Did anybody see what happened when Barack Obama was here in Michigan, not too long ago, two days ago, yesterday, I don't know. uh, Campaigning with her. What happened while they were campaigning? The kind of things that happened during that, that rally. It was incredible. I could they were playing it this morning on the news. And I said, my mouth fell up. I said, I can't believe this. This stuff is serious. Mm-hmm. What's in people is evil, and Yahweh done told you that. Yeah. So the only protection you got is to learn all you can about Yahweh. Because Yahweh is going to win it in the end. And you have to understand exactly how. Listen, brethren. Mm-hmm. Yahweh had put on my heart some years ago to go back and read the prophets. I started at Joshua and read through books I had never even picked up and just collected dust, like Chronicles and Kings and Samuel and Ezra. And what the what are they about? You understand? If there was nothing I got from reading that. And I thank Yashua, he put that in my mind and pray for him to do it again. He had to put that in my mind because you get so bombarded with so much junk. It's so many distractions. I mean, work is like on tilt, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't get a minute to breathe, much less study. You understand? Mm -hmm. You ask Yashua. I'm telling you, when I did that before, what I did was turn off the TV and read a chapter a night that's why I, you know determined to just read a chapter a night just a chapter mm. and it turned out to five chapters because the stuff was so engrossing it was better than anything i could be watching on tv you go over there and see how joshua hung kings in the trees i was like what <laughs> it was something else let's see now that's Joshua. that's Joshua and his vengeance but this is the one thing i gotta if not, if not two things since I mentioned Joshua one of the things that Joshua did in anything he did he asked Yahweh Mm -hmm. and I thought that was profound because he is Yahweh and Mm -hmm. he's Yahweh in the sonship degree he always gave that glory to the father he did as a child to a parent that's what Yahshua said except you come as little children Yahshua asked Yahweh every time he wanted to do something Mm -hmm. shall I do this do I have power to do this? Yahweh grant me this. It was always that, and I marveled at that. But in those prophets, this is what I did learn. If Yahweh say something gonna happen, it's gonna happen exactly that way, no doubt. Every time he told those prophets something of, to prophesy to Israel or to Judah, it happened exactly the way Yahweh said. So that gave me just a mod- When I got finished with just a little bit that I had read, my faith and confidence in Yahweh skyrocketed. It was like I was walking on air. They can't do nothing to you when you know what Yahweh's doing. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. You talk about peace. Do these things actually bring you joy? So going back to Joseph, when he came up out of that prison and he told the Pharaoh what you have uh, read here, and they stored up that corn. Yahweh in his purpose, and it's in this Elohim book too, maybe in another place, where Yahweh in his purpose is rearing up Egypt to be the nation that it is by the time Moses gets down there. He's made Pharaoh a god. He's brought all the deities to Egypt when they had the famine and they erected all these gods in egypt and their temples and their edifices it was magnanimous and it was indefeatable that's how stronghold egypt was and yahweh made it that pharaoh is a figure of satan folks of the devil and as he said and confirmed now he wrote that in the law about how he set up pharaoh That's Genesis. This is the genealogies that Moses is writing about that he saw in the mouth. That third trip where he saw those genealogies, he saw he's writing about this Joseph. This is before Moses is born. But he's seen these genealogies and Yahweh is causing him and dictating to him to write about this with Joseph and to to frame this history of how Egypt was set up because it's a spiritual principle that he's reflecting in a natural event. He set that satanic spirit up to do what he does. He gave him the power to do what he does. Now I got this uh, Tetragrammaton on this chart here to show something. You see how Yahweh and the Tetragrammaton is next to it and the Hebrew's right from, what is it, right to left. And so up there you have that Hebrew yo first, which is the equivalent and synonymous to our English Y that's transliterated from Hebrew to English. And what we mean by transliterate is that we're taking the exact sound and we're finding the closest equivalent to it in the language we wanna to get to. So we're going from the sound that that yo, that first character makes, yo, yod, yo. That's our English Y, you understand? In Arabic, it may be some other character, but in English, it's our Y. And then that hey, huh, that's the equivalent to our English H. We're not translating, but transliterating, literal. We're taking the literal sound from one language into the other. The Hebrew wa, you understand? That w, wa, and that Hebrew hey again is that h. Now, when you write it the right direction, that's the way Yahweh writes it from right to left. And we write backwards, left to right. But when you write it the right way, that spells the question why, Y-H-W. W-H-Y is why, the question why. The answer to the question is Yahweh, why. That's the symbol he has all over the world about his name, why. The why's in your veins, in your uh, in your hands, in your trees, that why. But that's the question, why? So to see these things happening is one thing. To understand why they're happening, though, is another. And the answer to the question why is Yahweh and his eternal purpose. Now, that was reflected in the story of Joseph. Yahweh called Israel out of Canaan land. That was the posterity of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had to go down as he told Abraham. He told Abraham his seed must go down and be in bondage. So it had to happen that way. So the posterity coming from uh, Joseph going down into Egypt, he sold into bondage from the hate of his brothers and what they wanted to do to him that was evil. And he's down there and, accused of pharaoh's wife and uh, falsely accused and thrown in prison and sits in there for two years but he's in, interpreting the dreams of baker and the butler you understand that come to pass because yahweh anything and this is the other thing when i'm um, talking about when you read those prophets and how yahweh does that anything yahweh say he cannot lie it must happen the way he has said it And see, that's what was manifest with the baker and the butler. It happened just like he said it. Because it's Yahweh that's doing that, not Joseph. That is important to understand down here. It's Yahweh that's doing it. And he set up that negative spirit to do that. He set up that Pharaoh through Joseph, just what you read in this chapter today, gave him the power to be what he is. Why? What's the question? Why would he do that? Now the answer was in what Joseph told them. When they came and he revealed himself, it is a beautiful story in the 42nd, 43rd chapter of Genesis, where his brother come down for food. Now, Jacob has had another child by the name of Benjamin, by Rachel and Rachel died when she had Benjamin. <coughs> and Benjamin was the youngest, but the whole sibling of Joseph. Joseph and Benjamin shared both Jacob and Rachel's parents. So that was his whole brother, not half brother, like the rest of them, and we get into that. But anyway, when they come down, and Joseph, who has now been reared up in Egypt, he came down there, a young man, and he's now been down there some time. (coughs) When they named him Zapophaniah, which means savior of the world or deliverer of the world. He's a type of Yahshua Messiah. So he's about 33 years old when they come down there, right? Because that's where Yahshua Messiah is, right? About 30, 33 years old. He's a young man, but he's still, you know, he's been down there in Egypt for some time. He came into adulthood. So he's no older than 40 at the time they're coming down there. But here, when he's down there, you understand, and his brother come down for the food, they recognize, or he, Joseph, recognized them, but they recognize him as nothing more than an Egyptian. So in that scripture we just read in Thessalonians, we have this treasure in earthen vessels walking around with the knowledge of understanding of Yahweh's eternal purpose by a divine pattern that repeats itself. And that's how we can understand what's happening because it's just a repeat. If you go back, you will see what it is that Yahweh is doing. When you go back, because it just repeats itself. We have a lecture coming up in Lansing about the mystery of iniquity divided against itself. And these things are a repeat. This happened before. You can understand what Yahweh is doing because he done done it before. And then you could understand what's transpiring, and that will give you peace in these tumultuous times. So when he's dealing with Joseph and Pharaoh, when Joseph recognizes his brethren, you understand? And it's a beautiful story. I can't read it all. But what I want you to find, and that's why I got my smartphone out. What I want you to find is when he reveals himself to his brethren. He that's reveals himself to uh, his brother. I just want to get that little bit.
1: That's 45, uh, Genesis 45 okay. and one. 45 and, and one, okay. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before mm-hmm. all them that stood by him. Right. And he cried cause every man to go out from me right
2: now listen they had come down for the food he sold them food and he kind of uh, uh he 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 um interrogated them about who they were maybe you're spies and whatnot and then he he set up a ruse. He put his favorite cup in their stuff so that they had to come back. And they come back and said, you know, he accused them y'all and stole something from me. Oh, we didn't do nothing. Then they searched and found his cup in there. And they're like, wait, we we swear we didn't know mm-hmm. that was with us. You know, and he told them, now I want you to go get your other brother and bring him down here. Because that was his whole brother, Benjamin. Now, where we're reading right now is when they have brought back Benjamin and he sees his little brother. Their mother have died. Jacob, their father is still alive. And that's the littlest one, Benjamin, his brother. Okay, now read. Go ahead, read on.
1: And he wept aloud. Right. I'm sorry, let me start one. Then mm-hmm. Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried cause every man to go out from me and there stood no man with him while joseph made himself known unto his brethren and he wept aloud and the egyptians in the house of pharaoh heard and joseph said unto his brethren i am joseph Doth my father yet live right and his brother brethren could not answer him for they were troubled at his presence
2: they were absolutely speechless. But remember, they think Josephs have died. They didn't know what had happened. He just disappeared out the doggone pit. They don't know what happened, and they made up the thing that maybe some animal got him and told Jacob that he was dead, and mm-hmm. they, you know, his father lamented the death of his beloved son. Mm-hmm. Now that's um, a type, a shadow, an allegory of Yahshua the Messiah. He was the um, he was the son. Um, the, uh, has a, the only begotten of the Father, you understand, his his beloved Son, in whom He is well pleased, you understand, and that Son was so, you understand, He came down in the likeness of sinful flesh, and He died for the sins of mankind. Now watch what Joseph says here about what happened to him. He wants to know does his father live. Read on. Mm-hmm.
1: And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And mm-hmm. his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, your brother, whom ye sowed into Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that mm-hmm. ye sold me hither, for Elohim did send me before you to preserve life
2: now listen to that what you thought was so bad to happen that way he said now don't you be troubled about it because it was yahweh that sent me before you and all that you thought you were doing it was yahweh that did this read what he says to preserve life now read what he says
1: mm-hmm. six verse. For these two years hath the famine been in, in the land, and yet there are five years, in the which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. And Elohim sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth, and to mm-hmm. save your lives by a great deliverance.
2: Now see, that's what Yahshua did. He came down in the likeness of sinful flesh to preserve your life. You understand? that you might have life more abundantly. And doesn't he feed us, Yahshua Messiah, feed our souls? we mm-hmm. not talk about after the flesh, but feed our souls that we might live. Because they that worship Yahweh must worship him in spirit and in truth. And through the knowledge of Yahweh as he really is and actually exists, our souls are fed to worship Yahweh as he has said to do. You understand? Mm -hmm. now there was a great deliverance he said to save your lives and say read that verse one more time
1: the seventh verse and elohim sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and Mm -hmm. to save your lives by a great deliverance a great deliverance read on so now it was not you that sent me hither but Yahweh.
2: now you see that and then you would think he would hold a grudge something but no because the wisdom of yahweh manifests in him the holy spirit to make him and to give him that disposition because he understood yahweh is the one doing this you understand And we could look out here at this world and see what's going on now wait to go a little further about what happened with joseph because when they come down the 70 souls and they multiply in Egypt, that's what you pick up over here in this element book on page 11, where Yahweh's getting ready to make the preparations, to deliver them out. He done set Pharaoh up to be, and that's in Exodus ninth chapter, I think it's nine and six, where he says, and I have set you so, get, get that right quick, Exodus 9 and six. He talks about what he did with Pharaoh through all these events you're reading, it has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, don't lose sight of that because that's the same thing that's happened with you right now, current events. Mm-hmm. It has a purpose, it operates in Yahweh's purpose. You see, everything that mankind thought anything about has got to come down. Right. This earth plane is the penal colony for the devil and his demons. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting it to get better for? How do you think it's not gonna stop but anything but get worse? And you can track and identify that negative spirit from his origin in heaven to his conclusion, the lake of fire. And he ain't gonna bypass that. And you gonna see him go kicking and screaming right to his ultimate end. Mm -hmm. You understand? And we have been given the power to overcome. Because Yahshua, the Messiah said, don't get this twisted either. He said, and this gospel of the kingdom mm-hmm. shall be preached in all the world for a witness and then shall the end come. Witness to what? That Yahweh done told you what's going on. You are not going to tell him he, you didn't know. It's a witness against you. If you don't believe the report of Yahshua, the Messiah, this gospel of the kingdom, that he set up to be delivered through this divine vision by way of these schools. Now, he don't need you, me, or anybody to do what he's doing. Yahweh's gonna do what he said. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. Now, what you think you're gonna do about it? And who are you that would want to? So don't get to telling on yourself and identifying your spots. Mm. You understand? And who it is you're motivated by. And you, and I hope you come to this lecture to see how Yahweh set up this negative spirit in this earth plane to be the overpowering superpower or ecclesiastical power that He made them. To to be. And you see what Yahweh did to Pharaoh in Egypt. You understand that? And Yahweh said he ain't going to keep his sons. You're not going to keep them in bondage, it's not going to happen that way. I was reading a lecture, Dr. Kinley, where he was explaining, I think it was living in the last days. You go back and read that. He was talking about the war um, between Egypt and Israel. And they asked him, will we win? He said, no, you won't. because you got the repeat of the event back there with Moses. Did Pharaoh win to keep them in bondage? No. And the way Dr. Kelly explained that during that war, where they were trapped and how they got there, he said it's a repeat. That gives you some faith and confidence about the events you're hearing in this world today and how and what's happening. For real, the answer why is it happening that way is right here in this teaching. And you learn all you can about it. You understand? To give yourself some peace or to be granted that peace. He said, you shall know the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth shall make you free. You are being remade to understand this about Yahweh. So I have a scripture out. So go ahead and read that scripture. Did I have a scripture out? Yep, Exodus 9 and Mm -hmm. 6, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I think okay. it is. Yeah. Uh okay. X is nine and six. Right. 16. And nine and sixteen. Yes. Okay. And in very deep for this cause have I raised thee up for to show in thee my power. You need to go up a little bit to understand mm-hmm. what the subject I is. I will um start at eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Yahweh said unto Moses and unto Aaron, take to your handfuls of ashes of the furnace and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt and shall be a boil breaking forth with blames upon man, upon beasts throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, this is the plague of the boil. Mm -hmm. Now, listen. What Yahweh was doing with each and every one of these plagues was he was identifying and nullifying a God or a group of gods down there in Egypt that they believed had power. And when Yahweh said, if you don't let my people go, this is what's going to happen to you. Aaron, see, Moses was likened unto the law. He was telling Aaron, the prophet, what to say to Pharaoh. And it was happening according to what Moses said. You understand? So he's like a guide to them too. Pharaoh think he a guide. Well, Moses became the law, which is like a guide and Aaron, his prophet. And they told Pharaoh, every time you don't do this, this is what gonna happen. And it happened exactly the way Yahweh said. So he's telling them about this boil he's going to plague israel with and it's identifying and nullifying a particular guy because they're going to go pray to that guy to remove the Bermuda boy and ain't nobody going to answer them. that's how yahweh proved that he is the yahweh he is now this is why he did that keep reading mm-hmm. uh, this is the ten, uh, ninth verse 10th verse and they took ashes of the furnace and stood before pharaoh and moses sprinkled it up toward heaven, and it became a boil breaking forth with blames upon man and upon beasts. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. And Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, as Yahweh had spoken unto Moses. And Yahweh said unto Moses, rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith Yahweh Elohim of the Hebrews. Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thy heart and upon thy servants and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. That's the point. He's going to send it upon their heart. Because in their heart, they're exalted. And they Mm -hmm. exalt all these false deities that you may know there is none like Yahweh Elohim. Now listen, folks, Mm. that is the end game right there. Right. Yahweh's doing what he's doing because people still got in their mind, this one, that one, the other one, Mm. this is great, that's great. He's tearing all of it down. But before he do, he gotta make them great. Don't you realize that? They gotta become these impregnable powers. Right that they think they can do this and that and the other. And we gonna do what we're gonna think, Oh, you are. Is that right? Remember how Aaliyah said that, is that what you gonna do? <laughs> In that movie, Queen of the Dam? y'all don't know this, I remember we called her. But listen, <laughs> when she, they said, well, we are gonna kill him. Like, oh, is that what you gonna do? <laughs> is that right? Listen, Yahweh gonna get his glory. And he has to set up this negative spirit to be something so powerful, so we can't overcome. Who can make war with him? Oh, wait and see. Mm. That's what Yahweh did with Egypt. Now read what he says about this Pharaoh. Keep going. Mm -hmm. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thy heart and upon thy servants. And upon thy people that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence. And thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed, for this cause have I raised thee up. (laughs) Now I did all this. Mm -hmm. I made you what you are, Satan. For this very reason that I may what? hmm show my mercy excuse me i'm <clears throat> oh, sorry right use that verse again and in very deed, for this cause have i raised thee up for to showing thee my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth now what's the name mm-hmm. now here yahweh mm-hmm. is the name they hadn't heard back then Moses was the first man to deliver that name Yahweh. And that's what Pharaoh, he got all these guys. He done learned of all these guys from all these nations that come down there to him. He erected all these guys. And the one he ain't never heard of because his name was not revealed until that time was Yahweh. Now, I don't know this Yahweh. Neither will I let him go. Who is Yahweh that actually listened to him? Oh, you gonna find out, ain't you? Mm. So here, now he, for this name, Now, remember, Yahweh came down to deliver them out of Egypt. They were delivered by the name of Yahweh. Well, right now, down here now, what name it is, is Yahshua, or Yahweh is salvation. And all of this is happening. Yahweh is the deliverer. That's what Yahshua means yahweh is help that's what yahshua means mm-hmm. and all this is happening as horrible as it is and it's getting to the point where it is listen this stuff could be frightening if you don't know what's happening mm. but yahweh is making it very clear you understand you got this demon that's just running rampant all over this world you understand and you, you just keep your eyes open. What Yahshua Messiah said to them at the end of the chapter, he said, what I say to you want, I say to you all, watch. Mm. You understand? You keep your eyes open. That's our watch is peace. We're watching for that. You understand? They got to be screaming about something because it's got to get to that point, right? But what Yahweh is doing is declaring his name that name, Yahshua, he said, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So you have to understand that it's got to get to be something for them to have said, glory, glory unto Yahweh for the great deliverance they came out of. Right. I'll talk about that over there in Revelation. Those whose robes are washed white. You have to understand it's got to be something. But what I hope you also understand is that that name, Yahshua, being glorified what it is, means he is going to do what he said. And that is delivered them that believe him. But we ain't afraid of whatever power. We don't care how you coming. We know this Elohim is going to deliver his sons. And you go back there, you read how Yahweh did that in Egypt. And not only there, read how he did it in Chronicles 36 chapter with Hezekiah and Sennacherib and Rabshakeh, who came to tell them, now who's the God that's going to deliver you? And it's the same thing that Nebuchadnezzar said to Shadrach, Meshach, and again, who's going to who gonna save you from me? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, just watch. You understand? that Yahweh does not lose on one. Mm -hmm. That what happens, it happens just like Yahweh say. You wanna know what's happening, you go back into these things that Yahweh done told us in this vision, and you will understand what it is that's happening. You understand? Mm -hmm. That negative spirit, his entire operation is to oppose and exalt himself above, all that is called Yahweh and particularly how he does that as he weaves his way into the chief seats that's what he calls himself doing Mm -hmm. being like the most high so he's going to be in some power or authority all the time and this organization is the vehicle that Yahweh used to deliver this teaching well he opposes and exalts that himself above that, showing himself that he is Yahweh. So he's going to, as Yahweh told you at beginning this age, creep in unawares. And that's the problem right there. You can't discern what it is that's happening. And you don't know what's crept in unawares. You have to know the truth in order to discern the lie. And that was that beautiful question in one of the Um, newer people that are coming to our class, asked on Sunday's class, wisdom, how do I get this wisdom? And wisdom is discernment. You go back and you look up the word wisdom. It talks about um, being, well, let's just look it up there. Go and get wisdom. And you understand that wisdom is an attribute of Yahweh, attribute of the spirit. So that is one of the gifts of the holy spirit they grant you of his spirit those attributes wisdom being one of them if you get wisdom definition out of the dictionary and i think i looked it up on dictionary.com okay uh dictionary.com where's
1: that it? Okay. it
2: doesn't matter which one
1: Okay, wisdom, the quality or state of being wise, knowledge of what is true or right, coupled with judgment as to action, sagacity, discernment or insight. You have discernment
2: or insight and knowledge of what is true, Mm -hmm. coupled with just judgment as to what to do. See, we we could we know the truth, and what Yahweh told us to do is stand still, see the salvation of Yahweh. <laughs> you understand? Have faith in Yahweh, he told them Matthew 25th chapter. You understand? Mm-hmm. You in order for you and I to have faith, we have to know what he's doing. And so Yahweh made it so that it's preached what it is that he's doing according to his purpose. And that's what these. Textbook Tuesdays and going into these lectures and Yahweh has shared with me what we have with Yahshua uh, um, tabernacling in uh, Henry Clifford Kelly to preach this. It's not about Henry Clifford Kelly. He wasn't doing nothing and he died in 1931. We're done with that. We're not talking about no flesh. but Yahweh is the one Yahweh Elohim who is Yahshua delivered this teaching to us directly that's Hebrews first chapter in these last days by his son by Yahshua the Messiah he's talking about these things the mysteries of Yahweh opened up and you've got these charts and you've got these writings that simply codify in writing what it is that Yahweh has told us at the end of this world And he had the wisdom to record the lectures. Now, Dr. Kinley wasn't coming from any particular agenda. let me rephrase that. Dr. Kinley was not coming from any agenda. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You understand? He wasn't coming from, oh, uh, let me go back and and redo that because I had it wrong the first time. He didn't do that. He wasn't coming from any concept of his own. In fact, like we just said, he died in 1931. The one that was doing this and presenting this teaching was Yahweh Elohim. And what he's delivering to us is the pure unadulterated truth of the matter, just the way it is. And he caused these lectures to be recorded. Now why, this is what Yahweh explained to me. Why do you think I did that, Rhonda? Remember, we just read this story of Joseph. You ain't doing something. The brothers ain't doing something. It's Yahweh doing this. Why did he do that? To preserve for you at the end time, the unadulterated doctrine that he delivered from the beginning. He's not coming from some other point of view. He's telling you what thus saith Yahweh. And it is the unadulterated truth of it. So that you can go back to it because he knew what you would be facing at the end. All kind of spurious doctrines. And every time you come together, somebody has a doctrine and they tell you, you know, all kind of distraction, and you don't know nothing about what he said in the beginning. Well, he done preserved it. But do you understand what great responsibility that is? Mm-hmm. Because he did that. Do you realize we ain't got no excuse? Not to understand. Mm-hmm. Now, Yahweh knows what you don't understand. Don't put no burden on yourself about it. He knows what you don't understand. You ain't got to struggle about that. He knows just where you are. And if your heart seeks him, you will be blessed of Yahweh to find him. It was something in one of these transcripts. See, dang it, when I get to reading all of them, they blur together and I can't, you know, Mm -hmm. thought i said that one out i can't remember if i did but he said now yahweh will show you if you submit yourself if you become submissive he said Mm -hmm. that he will show you and i thought man that's what Yahshua said except you humble yourself and become as one of these little children you understand Mm -hmm. i was telling my brethren who visited this weekend about my little nephew JJ and how much he's shown me about because I've been this this theme has been working in my mind since I went to that lecture mm-hmm. in Florida in 2020 except you come as a little child it's almost as if I never read Matthew 18 maybe I hadn't but you know except you come as a little child he didn't humble himself and be as a little child and so this little child JJ and what he does is it, I marvel at what he does because as I was telling my brother now JJ he knows his limitations he knows he's short he knows he can't do certain things like when his computer goes on the fritz he knows he can't make it work so he don't even use words but he compute communicates with you thoroughly here you know (laughs) he comes to you and hands it to you You this thing ain't working right you know fix it you know he he know he can't do it and he know who to go to to get it fixed, he, he trusts. Same thing with his bottle, it's empty. You know, he mm-hmm. comes to you, hand the bottle to you. Don't even say, no, ah. you know, <laughs> you communicate to you here, this is empty. It should be have something in it. And you know where it is. You know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now, that's what he trusts that you do too. That little baby comes to you with full assurance that you provide what he's asking for. Ain't there something? Without a single doubt, there's nothing in him. There's no God, there's no agenda. He just knows to ask. And that's what Yahshua did back in the scripture, back in Yahshua. That's what I was telling you in the beginning. I marveled at that, how Yahshua, who is Yahweh manifested in physical form? He asked the Father every time. He came in that sonship degree. And that's how you and I should be to Yahweh. As a little child, ask Yahweh. Yahweh, I don't understand this. Show me that. I wanna know. I know I wanna know those things because the knowledge brings me peace. I ain't thinking about you and what you think about what I know. I'm, I want the peace that the knowledge brings. Because the confusion brings torment. You're confused about it. I don't know what to do. I don't know how it is. You got to be still. Ask Yahweh, Yahshua, how how is this? How does this work? And you wait on his answer. Like I said, sometimes you'd be driving down the street. Oh, I see it. I say, thank you, Yahweh. Like when that young man asked that question about wisdom. And huh, what is that? The discernment the judgment, the knowledge of the truth that it has right there in that definition and how to act upon it. You understand? The right way. That's the attribute of Yahweh. And you remember that it was Solomon that he wanted anything. Yahweh said, ask me for anything. But Solomon asked for wisdom. And it says in the scripture, because he was going to be king of Israel. And he said, What did he say to Yahweh? But I'm a little child. That's what he said to Yahweh. So give me wisdom, just like little JJ. I don't know, but I know you know. Do this for me, you understand? Help me. That's what he asked Yahweh. Give me wisdom that I might uh, govern your people. These are your people, I'm a kid. You understand? And it says in the scriptures that it so pleased Yahweh. He, and he said, because you asked for me. He said, you could ask for glory and conquer and riches, but you asked for me. He's wisdom. Remember, Yahweh is intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, love. You understand? He is understanding. That's what you asked for like a little child, that it might give you peace in your heart about what you see in front of you and not be confused. And when that happens, when you trust in Yahweh, and you do that, you see him deliver, that increases your faith and confidence. So as you go along, you automatically know, let me me just be still and ask Yahweh. (laughs) You understand? You stop the toiling. It brings you rest. And peace. And that's the same thing with these events. With any events. With anything that's coming down the pike. With anything that may happen. Yahweh set that up. He set that old boy up to do what he do. And he going to make him some kind of big thing too. So that he show his power in his name. Yahweh is deliverance. He is salvation. He is help. And all you do is ask. You understand? Mm-hmm. Learn all you can of Yahweh. Like he said. And you ask him. And you be patient. And Yahweh will show you. So I'm out of gas. Yahweh says that's enough. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope you return and study with us. Mm-hmm. This is the place to be. This is the note. What right. you should know to get you through these times it is not a joke Mm -hmm. it's very for real and so with all those words if you got anything thanks be to yashua because he's the one that's the teacher hallelujah hallelujah
1: hallelujah thank you very much dr ron brazil and for our next speaker it's a pleasure to call on dr sharon lewis
2: I would like to say good evening to everyone. Good evening. And um, I truly enjoyed the remarks and the words of the previous speaker. Um, Hopefully, you know, we, those who were listening to what she had to say, or the Holy Spirit through her, can take these things to heart and seriously think on them, because it is a message Um, listening to some of the brethren on YouTube, the different classes, um, I hear messages which is what describing pretty much what our duty, what our obligation is. If Yahweh set a certain group of people aside to know something for surety, then what different brethren are saying applies perfectly, and that is our objective, our goal, or our duty is to warn the people. And when you go back and look at the scriptures, as Dr. Brazil was telling you, going through those Bible stories, that is the message. It was a warning in many, many of the events um, so that they would know what is to befall them or what's to come upon them It's nothing any different than now. As she stated, Dr. Kenley rehearsed over and over again that these things that are going on, it's a repeat. It's happened before. If you want to know what's to happen in the future, you can see some evidence of the repeat of it back in the scriptures. And so we see these things and uh, just, you know, those of us, Those that Yahweh, I put it that way, have set aside because Yahweh truly set us aside to know and to understand this teaching. This is not an accident that you sit here now with this understanding. It is not an accident that we were called out of our religious affiliations and brought into the glorious light of this evangel. That's not an accident. You didn't just look upon it Yahweh had you purposed and if you can get that scripture for me, I believe it's in Ephesians and it talks about that he has, um, purposes from the, the um, I don't want to quote it. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, um, if you can get that for me. I don't have a Bible in front of me right now. I think it's Ephesians, I want to say three or whatever.
1: I'm sorry.
2: Maybe it's Galatians.
1: Let me try Ephesians three. Sorry. All right, Ephesians three and one. For this cause I Paul, the prisoner of yashua the Messiah, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of grace of the grace of Yahweh, which is given me to you work, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of the Messiah, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles by the prophets, excuse me, and the prophets by the spirit. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in in Messiah by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of Yahweh, given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Is that what you?
2: No, it was about us being uh, called from the foundation. you talking I... about um, oh,
1: okay. as,
2: as the adoption, of predestinated to be the adoption yes, of Yes, yes, that's, that's exactly. Ephesians, yeah, three, Ephesians 1 and 5. You start at 1
1: one. Ephesians 1 and 1, Paul, an apostle of Yahshua, Yahshua the Messiah by the will of Yahweh, to the sons which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful Yahshua the Messiah, grace be to you and peace from Yahweh our Father and from the Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Blessed be Yahweh and the, the Elohim and Father of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in the Messiah according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world.
2: Stop, pause. Accordingly, as he has chosen us from the foundation of the world. See, and I remember when I first heard that, I was, you know, really surprised because you'd be thinking that you accomplished this in some degree until Yahweh shows it to you that you accomplished this on your own. You know, I found this, no yahweh directed the path just like the scripture reading was that joseph's path was directed and it appeared like it wasn't going in the right way but for that cause yahweh has set up a deliverance right from the beginning so his son that he has purposed to come into a knowledge of salvation through Yahshua, was purposed from the beginning I, I don't know how else. To, that's my understanding. Continue to read, please.
1: Fourth verse. Mm-hmm. According as he hath chosen us in him mm-hmm. before the foundation of the world, mm-hmm. that, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of sons by Yahshua the Messiah to himself, mm-hmm. according to the good pleasure of his will,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to the praise of Of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, Mm -hmm. in whom we have redemption through his blood, Mm -hmm. the forgiveness of sins, Mm -hmm. according to the riches of his grace.
2: So he didn't leave us in the state that we were in, in the church, in a physical way of worshiping, you know, doing physical things to obtain salvation he didn't leave us there, he brought us into the glorious liberty of grace, which is through a knowledge and understanding of him, Yahshua the Messiah, so in listening to, you know, the words and the remarks lately, you know, what Yahweh is showing us all, you know, it's really something what has happened, and what is happening, and he's, you know, just as a testimony to me, it's like I have the, I see it more than I can speak it. And I know many people probably feel that way sometimes too. You see what's going on, and it's you're you're in awe about it. And the only thing that reigns for me, speaking for me, reigns me in is the knowledge and understanding that Yahweh has purposed all of this right within himself. And it's going to take place exactly the way that he says it. Now the previous speaker talked about the times and the conditions of what's going on in this world and just as a previous, um, a brief testimony, uh, last night I'm sitting up in my bed and I'm thinking about these things because as Dr. Kennedy has said, he says watch and listen to what's going on, you watch the news, you're seeing the things which is the phrase keeps coming now more and more that is um, things that we will see, things that, we, that would be revealed in these last days, such as has never been seen before. So they're strange things. They're awesome things. I want you to get for me this um, word perilous and get the scripture also that talks about we're living in perilous days, if you would. And I'm not going to be, you know, take a whole lot of time. I'm just going to share what it is that Yahweh is showing me and have shown me. Nothing exclusively like to sharing only. No, he's showing it to his son. And if we recall, which He's making me understand and remember more and more, is when you read over there in Matthew's the 24th chapter, and it talks about the end times. It says, His disciples came unto him privately, saying, This is what keeps resonating in my mind. He's going to tell his son what's going on, he's going to show it. We may not individually have all those things, but you're not living in a bubble. He's telling us to open our eyes and to see. And Yahshua came to those disciples and told them. He told them privately what would befall them. You see, he spoke to many patriarchs and prophets to tell them that. So now here in 2022 is not a different story. It's the same story. So go ahead and read for me the scripture where it talks about we're living in perilous days and then get me the definition of perilous.
1: That is Second Timothy three and one. Mm-hmm. This know also that in the in the last days perilous times shall come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For men shall be lovers of their own selves,
0: mm-hmm. covetous,
1: boastful, mm-hmm. proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of Yahweh, having a form of holiness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away.
2: Now get for me over there in genesis where it talks about the state and condition of the world and the reason why yahweh was ending it back in noah's day now you already read what perilous times are going to be and if you read it take your time read it yourself you can look up each one of those words i'm not going to go through that now but when you read it you can see clearly the state and condition of what we're dealing with right now mm-hmm. in these perilous days, the first one being lovers of them own selves. See, it's just self-righteous, self-acknowledgement, only thinking of oneself, you know, completely. It's, and when you read the rest of it, all mm-hmm. of it is applicable, it applies. So it's not us saying that. This is what the definitions and the book. So he's told us, he said to us, we were living in last, and these last days will be perilous. So read over there in Genesis about Noah's day. It was Genesis six and five. And, and I'm sorry, Dr. Lewis. And then someone get for me, Matthew's where it says, as of the days of Noah, That get that first. Because the scripture, as the previous speaker said, is repeating itself in the scriptures. So this is nothing new that we're making up, you see. And this is not about a doomsday lecture either. It's about being being told or warned. See, we're going to preach the gospel. and We preach the gospel this way. You repeat the things that we have heard from the beginning. This is not new. but well, what Yahweh is doing now, remember 2020, and I don't want to drip off. 2020, but prior to 2020, there were many brethren that Yahweh spoke through and said that it's going to be an interesting year. Now we didn't know about that. We didn't have a clue that what would happen in 2020 would happen. And we had the analogy that 2020, when you go to an eye doctor, that typifies perfect vision, 2020 vision, good. Or clearly seeing something. So we Yahweh was telling us he's going to show something. Not that he hasn't been shown, showing us, but 2020 was an instrumental significant year. And this plague or this pandemic came across the entire World. That's the pandemic, many, all countries, there was nothing and no, no place left out. This can only be done by a Yahweh. You see. It was not fake news. It happened. And in the initial onset of that pandemic, many people died. Many. And Yahweh showed what he has always done. He provided, if you will, a way of escape. Now, many didn't want it. And they died as a result. You see, I'm talking about the vaccine that was not before this recent pandemic. We didn't have a vaccine. And those that had to succumb to that pandemic in the early process of time, that's when the bulk of the people died. Well, then when the vaccine comes along, that's an antidote. This is what Yahweh gives us. Vaccinations. See, think of it spiritually. It gives us a way out through the preaching of the Gospels of vaccination. It's an antidote. You see? And so many principles was brought out how that virus was and the shape of it. Your, your, um, I can't think of it right now. Your, your, um, what is it? The thing that warns it off. Your immune system shaped in a Y. All of that came out. Antibodies, antibodies shaped in a Y. You said, "Oh, that's just coincidence." No, Yahweh was showing us. That's He's the antidote. And so those who dared to believe, took it, accepted the vaccination, and those who didn't, died. This was in the early stages. Well, of course, science goes on to tell us, you know, with all the antibodies now, the disease itself, basically, I don't know science that well, don't have that much strength because there's a lot of antibodies out there now. That's why they now say, not that COVID is gone. It's not. It's with us. I, I just personally feel it's with us to stay. But the severity, whereas people who initially had it testified that they could not hardly get off the floor to walk. They were that severely affected with fatigue. It just zapped them, you see. So Yahweh is our antibody. So these things happened. He has always made a way out. So let me go ahead. Uh, what's the scripture, the one scripture that I told you to get? Matthew. You know okay,
1: yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Matthew 24
2: and 37. And then... Read it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dorian, if you got it. I got it. Uh,
1: I, go, go ahead. Matthew 24
2: and 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Mm -hmm. no, No, that's fine. So over here in Matthews is stating as of the days of Noah were. So let's go back to see what the days of Noah were. Right. This isn't rocket science. It's laid out for us. We do not have to reinvent anything. It's already there. Go ahead and read it, please. That's Genesis 6 and 5.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And Elohim saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented Yahweh that he had made man on the earth, Mm -hmm. and it grieved him at his heart. And Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man Mm -hmm. and beast, Mm -hmm. and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh, These I, other- think, I think that I'm sorry. I think that is so beautiful. But Noah found grace. So people, I'm telling you, that's where we are at. This is the the uh, fourth kingdom age. It's the age of grace. It's Yahweh's grace poured out, and we want to be in His grace. So Noah found grace in In that entire mess, it was evil. The hearts of man's mind was evil continually the last time I understood continually made made met not sis ce- ce- I'm sorry not ceasing it continues and this is what you see in this earth plan so before I go any further into you know i just talk about the evidence that Yahshua showed us in the scripture I was telling you that I was sitting up in my bed last night and I start reading or I was watching the news and Yahweh had me go over the last few weeks. Now, Dr. Brazil, the previous speaker, talked about the things that have been happening. And this is what I'm writing down from memory. Some of it was up on the news as I was watching, but when, I, when you put it down, you said, my goodness, this is all over the world. We are having earthquakes, that is coming up and they're expecting, remember California or San San Jose, I think, one of the places over there had an earthquake. And the first thing the person said on TV was, they really kind of think that this is a prelude. So we talked about in Matthews, it talks about the the earthquakes in diverse places or various places. Mm -hmm. So the earthquakes are happening all over the world. We may not hear about it because many of them aren't significant, but he says, this scripture talks about that the earth, and we understand these physical bodies is made from the dust of the earth, are quaking, it's trouble and turbulence in people's heart and mind. Children as young as 10 and 11 commit suicide, as well as commit murder. This is so prevalent now today. Mothers killing babies, sons killing mothers and fathers. It's a state. There has been in the news tragedy uh, on top of tragedy. They had a bridge in India, 140 people. And when you read these things, they're happening globally And it's large masses of people that it happened to. It's not just haphazard things. You say, what's going on? Is the moon full every night? You know, you say strange things happen when there's a full moon. And they say that people on that bridge were swaying the bridge before it collapsed. And then it collapsed. When you pull it up and you see all these people was right over a body of water. The stampede in China. How do these things happen? Everybody's out celebrating Halloween, which when you look up that all Eve's night or Devil's Night or whatever it is, Hallow's Hallow's Eve or whatever, it ain't nothing great about it. They worship demons and devils and monsters. And I know it's just a kid thing, but just if you look at it from the state of, if you look at it, but say I'm looking at it from Yahweh's eyesight, I don't even know how to put that, but by the spirit, it's so self-centered. It's when we, we brainwash our kids, we go after it's so important, and people classify it as a holiday. I had this person in the store say, oh, are you doing anything for the holiday? What holiday? You know, it's amazing. It's colossal ignorance. We do it all for fun, though, you know? The government official or government officials are attacked in their own home because they somebody is going to make an example and attack them. People that you so-called vote for, put in positions, laws of the land, so on and so forth but it's no sacred, It's no, it's, it, it's nothing to stop. It doesn't matter who you are or, or any of that, the president or all of the so-called um, moral things, if you would, is gone. You know, it's, it's no sensibility, it's no love. You see, it's across the board. They said also, big news, We are dealing with three viruses at one time. Within the last six weeks, you know, it's virus after virus after virus. They say this RSV virus is not just for children, adults get it too. Okay, I see your five minute bell. Um, They talked about, you know, all the murders, all the killing that's happening I, we're out of time. I'm out of time. I don't even know what time it is, but just to shorten this up, I was going to, and I wanted to show the deliverance of Yashua, his son, deliverance that he has set in each one of these ages. See, there was a deliverance through this peril, perilous times, through these times of tragedy, these times of just You can't believe it's happening times. There is a deliverance, people. So what we have now in this present fourth kingdom age, we have in the grace of Yahweh, if you will, that deliverance is through a knowledge and understanding of Yahweh, through his son, Yashua Messiah. And what he did when he died on the cross and poured and ascended. And then poured out on the day of Pentecost, poured out that spirit. That is the spirit of salvation. That spirit has to be in you in order to save, be saved. So the principle of that, Yahshua being in you, was you can see the allegory of that back in the law, if you would, when they had to take that lamb which was representative of the Messiah, without fault, without blemish, innocently dying for our sins and our wrongdoing, and our what for us, died for us, salvation, so we can live. That's what that innocent lamb was used for, which typifies Joshua Messiah, who says, I am the lamb. He's just repeating the story not using the four-footed beast, but using his spirit that he poured out because he willingly went to the cross. And they had to place that blood on the door. Your door is your house or you, your body. Place that in the understanding. That soul has to be resurrected to an understanding, having the blood of the Messiah in you. That's our salvation. That's the way out. Each age had that ending. It was things that happened and Yahweh prepared them for it and caused a way of salvation for them. So this way of salvation for us now is with the knowledge and understanding, having the Holy Spirit and you get the Holy Spirit by being obedient to Yahweh. You ask him for it. You learn of him you do your due diligence as far and as long as we have the time on this earth. Preach the gospel, listen to it. Ask Yahweh for uh, the knowledge and understanding of him. Ask him to grant you of his spirit so that we may live and cross over out of this perilous time Mm -hmm. into a glorious state of existence with Yahweh in spirit, that's that's the out, back with Noah. They had to get in the ark. They had to this, and and everyone in the ark was saved. Nobody perished that was in that ark.
0: Right.
2: The people outside of the ark perished. We don't want to be outside of Yahweh. We want to take here, look, see what He's showing us now. How do we get out of this? Because there is a way. This as Dr. Kenley said in his textbook and in the inevitable destruction. See, and everything that has been told to us through H.C. Kenley has come to pass. Don't deny it. Don't act like it's not happening as in Matthews they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving into marriage and just living your life and going back and having fun and and just, it's just consumed with everything, everything carnal and physical, everything is important. And me, 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 that self righteousness is just amazing. As the previous speaker said, all those workers of iniquity will not get away with it. All right. They're not going to get away with it. But Yahweh has a purpose. Yahweh has a plan. And we all we want right now is to be in his grace. Look and see. Think about what's going on. Don't just be be awake. Don't be sleeping through what's going on. So our time is out. I encourage everyone, continue with this teaching. If anything was got tonight of what I said. All praises to the glory of Yahweh through his son, Yashua. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Lewis. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We thank Yashua for giving us another opportunity to learn of him. Uh, we like to give a special welcome to some people we think are visitors. We don't know who, we're not quite sure who you are, but uh, LaToya and Simone Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you're able to come and study with us again. Mm -hmm. We hold classes on Zoom on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on every other Sunday on Zoom from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. The Alternating Sundays are in-person classes, which are from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and can be watched on YouTube.
2: Excuse me, Dorian. Okay. Um, the dean wanted me to announce as a reminder, Dr. Brazil did mention it, but anyone who has reserved um, Lansing's lectures this weekend, if you cannot make it, um, the dean had spoke with uh, uh, Dr. Lewis earlier this week and asked to please let them know if you cannot make your reservation, let them know so that they can open the seat up for someone else, because It's so that I There's mean, no well, it's completely. You pool. don't have
1: reservations, do not go.
2: Okay, thank right. you. Correct. Um, thank I you. believe it is being streamed, though, right, as an option as well.
1: Right. It's yes, been.
2: it is. Okay. Yes, it is being streamed.
1: So, uh, all right. So, yes, if you have a reservation for the Lansing event and you cannot go, please let um, let us know so that we can uh, they can open those seats up. And if you don't have a reservation, they are asking that you do not show up. It is a closed event, but it will be streamed live on YouTube.
2: Lansing is requesting to let them know directly. Oh, there is a link. If anybody needs that link, then you can contact me or, um, Um, Maybe Dr. Brazil has it as well. And she sent it out today. Just anybody that is not aware, I think Rhonda reported as well as Sharon Welch. And it has Terry and Janice's email contact. That's where you will let them know. They said that they do have a waiting list and that's being enacted for those who are reserved and cannot come. When they relinquish up their spot, they'll start putting people that are on the waiting list in those reserved seats.
1: All right, thank you all very much. And we will close with the doxology. And Oh, sorry, next week is Textbook Tuesday. So next week we will, we will resume our textbook classes. All right, we'll close with the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, Belong all glory, majesty, dominion, and power for all times, now and ever. Let us all say, Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah.